Hey, Dad. Anyway. So was that was it anti-American enough for you to say that no matter who gets elected, it's it's a conservative? Dude, Stalinism bad. Every episode just Stalinism's not even a thing, bro. Welcome back to Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades with your host Evan, Ozzy, Ron, Jen, and Jared. It's fine. You think it was? Was it me? I feel like that was not me. I it think it definitely was, was Evan. It was it definitely was you, Doc. So our topic for today is going to be authori- authoritarianism. I always say that wrong. Authoritarianism. And, <laughs> and w- what we really want to talk about is do we live in an implicitly authoritarian world due to capitalism and the technology that uh, revolves around us? So I'm going to let you guys go first, and then I'll uh, say my piece last. If it's if the question is, do we live in an implicitly authoritarian world? Uh, no. I do believe that America... America, like the... The corporateness of America is authoritarian, as well as our political system, um, and that is because they to or they are they are trying to specifically keep us from understanding how oppressed we are as the working class, uh, so that we do not um, form a revolutionary body to take over uh, politics. And the corporations that we technically, own, like, we do all the labor, so we should own those corporations. But um, in my closing rant in the last episode, I kind of drew a map figuratively of uh, how I saw the way the U.S. works. And through the, the monopolies of corporations... People, people at the very top, the nine top billionaires can uh, sidestep, say, oh, I have nothing to do with it. It's nothing I've done, nothing I said. It's very clearly laid out in a, in a very complicated uh, but subtle map that our lives are micromanaged to the point where almost to the dime uh, from paycheck to paycheck people are, are struggling to get by and to me that is an authoritarianism technique where it's so subtle you don't you don't really recognize it but it's like a python it's got the bite on the American population and the world in a large part, and it's slowly coiling itself around. You don't really notice it until that hug becomes bone-breaking. And I think we've, we're feeling that right now. The poorest of the poor can't break free from that grip. The middle class are choking to death. And even the lower upper class some billionaires or millionaires, I don't mean billionaires, I mean millionaires, you know, the nouveau people are really kind of going to start feeling it soon. And that is authoritarianism to me, but it's in a very subtle way. Well, I, I, I totally agree with that, for sure. The way um, he described it as subtle. Because obviously they don't want to outright just constrict us um, with full force, because then that's literally how revolutions happen. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I um, I I did lose connections. So I didn't really get to hear Jared's part, but I, I uh, what I wanted to say was that for the world, I feel the whole world isn't necessarily um under authoritarianism or per se like like uh techniques or concepts uh i do agree with jared when he said that the u.s's polit- political system and uh corporate corporatism that is uh affecting uh american society is more uh 
closer to to making our society authoritarian than other parts of the world. I feel like in other parts of the world, like the Nordic countries, um, they would definitely disagree with the the just the thought of like them having any type of authoritarianism in their country because of how uh, because of all the social safety nets that they have and feeling as they can. Um, they don't have to worry about necessarily losing their job and all of a sudden it's like it's over. They're, they, they, they're going to have to struggle all over again to rise up again to like uh, to their comfortable life when in reality that wouldn't be true for them. It's more like they if they do go down um, a, a hole, they, uh, luckily the government has the excavators and the rope and and basically the nets to help people get out of the hole and um, get back on their feet. And I feel like as we are progressing right now in the U.S., as more unions start uh, cropping back up, that will slowly um, get to a point where we will feel that the government is becoming less and less authoritarian. And I... That, that's what I feel is going on right now as we feel the pressure, like um, Boomer Dad said, we're feeling the pressure and we're fighting back for uh, better conditions so that way, that way we eventually will be able to not worry about falling in a hole because then we'll have help to get out of it. As, as the world goes, because I did talk about how America itself is authoritarian, but in the structure of the entire world, America... Not the people, but the but the political system and the corporations of America are currently holding the entire world at gunpoint. Okay, that's why China is needing to make the BRICS system, right? Because the 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 um, what is that? What is the the people who give out the loans? I can't remember. But the there's a uh, the Belt and Road. That, well, that's what China is doing. They're trying to fight back against the U.S.'s imperialism and authoritarianism across the world, where we literally give out loans across the world, and then we expect people for, to give austerity. We expect them to say, cut cut all things, like healthcare, uh, school, all this stuff, rather than rather, to pay us back, rather than uh, improve the living situations around the world. Um, the IMF, that's what I was trying to think of. The IMF gives out all these... Uh, evil loans and then expects it. Yeah, yes. Um, But the U.S. is currently holding the world hostage due to these these loans. uh, And that's why China is currently working against it with the BRIC system and the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, uh, Yeah, we, America is the authoritarian aggressor of the world and that's all I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. So I was first trying to search what authoritarian the definition of authoritarianism so it seems to be saying like a political system that re- that rejects like political like like diversity that kind of thing um and it 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 it, it like it requires like like it, it limits its citizens in many ways, yeah. like how they speak and their freedom of belief in things and their and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I sometimes doubt, like about like the suddenly like the like those policies in China, like they they just somehow determined to change it in certain ways sometimes. And I, like, from my understanding, it's like something that didn't go through us at all, and it's just determined that way. Uh, And we are not allowed to talk about it. or to question it in public. So, yeah, so I think that to me is uh, is a problem. 
So, um, I don't know. Like, like it's it it it. So, so maybe the the yeah, there are good parts about it for sure. The good parts about it is that um, if we question, if anything can be questioned, then like no consensus would be reached at all, right? So, but we need to take some actions. So we need to listen to one voice. So, some yeah, from that part, I can. I can understand, but uh, sometimes, but sometimes I feel people like when people live under authoritarianism. I think that is the thing that exists everywhere. Like even, even say in a company, right? So like when you are dealing with your boss. Like they actually determines whether you can keep your job or not. So, in that case, they are authorities. And sometimes, so like like whenever whatever your boss say, you tend to obey. Uh, and also, even sometimes, even if you don't agree, you tend not to behave so. Don't you? You tend not to disagree in public. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, so the, these, I think, these are very prevalent things. So that's one thing. Um, second, I think these. So, like, my understanding for these kind of, like, like psycho psychological thinkings or 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 like. Reactions is I think that's one part of human being, right? So we live in collectives. There will be leaders. We need to listen to the leaders if we want to stay in that collect in in that collections well. Like this, I think it's part of human nature as uh, as a collective animal. Mm. Um, yeah. So. The second part that troubled me for a while was that, um, so like so these days, our opinion, our like, like how we think about how we like like for example like what like what we think love should be, is actually what we perceived from TV when we were little kids. So, in that sense, it means that, like our values, our thinkings, they are all shaped by external, like information or like whatever the technology and the 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 government people who are in power wants to tell you. Yeah, there's a there's a really good old saying. That encompasses what you just said, Jenjen, which is mm -hmm. my mind is not mine alone, meaning it's shaped by every single person and interaction you've ever had. So it's like a. Well, I just wanted to add on to that, um, that I agree when you were referencing that that we should have voices that should be listened to as in like the voice of reason. And then like you said, you, you did mention um, like like a singular voice and to me that's like a leader like we should have leaders that we should listen to i uh the the only thing i feel like that would go wrong with like i feel like some people might misinterpret that and be like oh so then we should never question our leaders and so on is is i don't think that's what you're getting at. i think people who have proven to uh show themselves as credible or can sh continuously show that they're credible and dependable should definitely be listened to and shouldn't always be questioned uh, versus someone who is isn't necessarily shown to have been credible and you should definitely um uh be skeptical because it's not a bad thing bad thing to be skeptical it's it's when you're skeptical about everything that's when it becomes um 
bad and like difficult for society to function because if you can't trust anybody then why uh then how are you supposed to build trust in in these government positions and i think that's what you were getting at and i um and i and i totally agree with that that there is voices of reason within within our society and we should definitely listen to them and um and shouldn't always be skeptical of them it's more it's more they should be continuously be consistent on being credible and trustworthy so so if there's ever a point where they're not that's when we start being skeptical i see so like i totally agree like if if someone's consistent and is is showing that they're credible we shouldn't just all of a sudden just start questioning them we should be um we should take what they're saying um as credible until we find out that it's not or until we find out that what they've been telling us is not credible and then the next time they try to tell us something we then question it mm-hmm. at least at least that's how i see it mm-hmm. if i could just for a second Jen, yeah. Jen was talking about Jen, her perspective as uh China, for an example, with a billion, you know, 200 million plus people, you, you have to think about looking out into the stars and that's, that's a lot of stars. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of things to manage. And you look out into the cosmos and, and you say, wow, is that random or did somebody organize that? And I'm going on the, on the pretense that it's organized for a purpose. We don't know fully what it is, but China has three faces that, that outsiders see. We see the masses that, you know, seem to be doing reasonably well. You know, most people are fed and housed and clothed and taken care of. And then, you know, there's the governmental which is the face to the world and you know and then there's the reality of it being poured together as the third face that the government itself has to maintain order it has to appear disciplined and functional and fully operational and the people are pretty much as we see it from the outside, satisfied that it that its government is competent and that it is working and that they have a general purpose and, you know, a 50-year plan and so on and so forth. And I look at it from an outsider's perspective that we need to be respectful of the Chinese government's plan because we don't know fully what it is, but it looks like they're trying to do the best they can for a billion plus people. And they're doing reasonably well. To me, I look at the American situation and we've got two faces. The one that really is the American people, America, United States of America and this facade government and in order to in order to come across as not being totalitarian it it allows a lot of things to go on like you know diversity can exist only to the to the limit that they allow it to but it looks like Oh yeah, everybody's equal, having a great time. We're all good American, join the party, one over. In China, the, they can't allow dissension because if you have an organization like a business and you got 80,000 people meeting in a, in a, uh, athletic stadium, you can't have all those voices talking at once and you can't have all of those people break into mayhem. So it is an orderly construct and 
the Chinese government speaks for China, all of China, every single individual. And Jen has demonstrated that, you know, they cooperate and they they allow the, the government to represent it and say this is this is the policy and this is the direction we're going. And to me, that's not totalitarianism. That's trying to just maintain order, you know, for peace and harmony and forward progress. In the U.S., it's total chaos. It's pandemonium. But it really, the monopolies are controlling everything. That is totalitarianism. That is authoritarianism. I'm sorry, I meant to say authoritarianism. It, it's, it's maintained because we're allowed to believe that we have this perception of what freedom is. And as long as I can get my Starbucks and, you know, eat my crawler or whatever, then I've got freedom. Hallelujah. Moving on. Now it's off to work. And we don't realize just, just how restricted we are. We come and we go day to day, hour by hour. We're managed. And it's a, it's a silent authoritarianism. I don't know if that helped or muddied the waters, but that's my opinion. So it definitely helps. And I want to know more about like what's wrong. What do you think is silent authoritarianism? in the US like for example I can I can give some examples mm-hmm. the fact that we think that we're free but then you look at our prison systems and it's full of a mi- of, of the minorities of the country it's full of blacks and hispanics like they make up 90 percent of the prison system yeah uh, and and all of them are most people in prison were poor uh, but yeah um, there's it's it's our system does not work. It's it's just as, if not more, corrupt than China, in my opinion. Even even if you even if you do have a um... another example I can give you, Jinjin, is just although people won't see it as authoritarian, it's lobbying for companies. Yep. yep. It's 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 um. It's the fact that corporations lobbied for them to be considered people or entities. A prime example of that was Citizens United. Basically, it was it was it was an act that said that donations towards certain politicians, like corporations donating to politicians, was just a, was just part of freedom of speech. Them giving them money was not a big deal because you know it's part of my freedom of speech that's just the corporation's right as an individual or individual entity to to um support uh, whatever politicians they want and in reality we, we we know what the actual idea behind it is it's 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 lobbying it's just a way to bribery yeah or bribery yep it's just a way to keep those that benefit them in power and that's what's authoritarian that's the authoritarian part because authoritarianism usually has to do with um, regimes wanting to stay in power infinitely. And uh, not only, so, dude, not only that, but uh, our media here in the United States manufactures the consent of the American people into whatever shape or form they would like. They, yep. they twist what is happening all around the world into hate this person, hate that person, hate everyone who comes from Russia because their because their government is attacking Ukraine. Hate every boycott every single Russian good because Russia is attacking okay. Ukraine. Like that kind Pick of thing. Topic, any, any topic. Yeah, any topic. I was just using that because it's because it's happening right now. But yeah, they yeah. they they do that to everything. They manufactured the consent for us to go in. And bomb the ever-loving fuck out of uh, Afghanistan and uh, um, Iran 
and all and Iraq. And Iraq, sorry, yeah, Iraq, yeah. All of those countries, they like there was n- there was nothing. There was no reason America was should have been on that side of the world, and yet we were. And it's they do that everywhere. They're doing it right now, every single day, nonstop. For corporations' purposes, yes. Not yes. not for the American people, not for world peace, but to benefit corporations that, huh, huh, live in America, huh? Imagine that. Now, um, I, mm-hmm. I I I did want to add one one more thing, which was, well, it's it's not really me adding anything. I just wanted to ask a question uh, for you guys, as in. Um, where or what do you think are some things that we do in our everyday life, whether it be in work or just in general interactions with others, where people are blind to the fact that what 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 we're doing or what that institution is doing is authoritarian, but we've been made to believe that it's something completely different from that. For me, one of those is nepotism uh, in businesses. I feel like um, people getting up to higher management due to nepotism or ass-kissing is like authoritarian to me because they're not earning those positions based on their qualifications. They're earning them because they're pushing the higher management's buttons the right way and they're like you know what i like you let me just put you in a position of authority without really looking into it if you have the capability to be a leader so that uh that that's my question for you guys like what do you guys think is authoritarian that we do in our everyday lives that like people are made to believe isn't and just accept it one way that the american populace is told that uh that they're not authoritarian is through, uh, uh, pride, like through like the, the, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Pride in your nation. What do you call that? What do you, I forget what that's called. National, I'm, nationalism. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. Patriotism. Patriotism is the word I'm looking for. Oh, patriotism. You're talking yeah, about that. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, we're told that our country is doing all of this for freedom and democracy around the world. And yet we go into Afghanistan we bring them bombs, not democracy. We go into Iraq, we bring them bombs, not democracy. We go into Chile, we drop bombs, not democracy. We go to Cuba, we kill and maim people. We, okay, we, bring, we bring bombs, not democracy, and we, we are told that we're bringing freedom every single day. Yep. And, and we're not we're not giving those bombs and bullets and weapons away. We're selling them or dropping them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Airmail. <laughs> Dad. I think. God. I think oh that uh, in in Ozzy's question, you know, pick a pick a target. We'll we'll say we'll just. Look at the at the Washington D.C. cesspool. the the entire The entire circle is a toilet bowl, and it's just infested with every rancid, rotten piece of crap you could think of. And I say this because you see, even in the government agencies, you talk about nepotism. What's What's worse than nepotism, Ozzy, is when you have, for example, an agency that's responsible for intelligence gathering, or you have one that's in, you know, in charge of law enforcement, and you put your best friend in as the director, and the director picks his six best friends to be his associate directors, and you end up with not a merit-based system. You've got an agency that's completely corrupted. You, how, can, how can you expect justice from a justice department that's led by 
I don't know Joe Schmuck, President of the United States, you know, third cousin's brother's, you know, best pal. That's, you know, that's kind of a convoluted thing. And by the time his third cousin's best pal, uh, here's a case that his POTUS benefactor has uh, got coming up against him. He warns them. He tips them off. He says, this is coming down the pike. And they bury it. That's that's not a merit-based system. All of those agencies should only hire from within. There should be no political appointees in the agencies, in the directors, none of it. Because it it all it does is it opens it up to corruption. And look at what we've gotten for the last 150 years. And just a steady, downward, plugged toilet. Right. That, how's it flowing no, down if it's plugged? How's that? How's that? No, that's, that's the point. Is it slows? It slows. It becomes sludge, and then oh, it okay, stops. okay. You're saying it became plugged. It was slow, and then it, yeah. All right. Uh, I like. Uh, it's funny because when you say um, the company should hire within, it sounds to me like that like you're advocating for socialism. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because obviously. Yeah, no, I only say that because like, like it's, it's, it's such a, it, it's, it's such a basic concept that has such a reasonable sound to it. Yet when when people try to mention that, they then use the boogeyman socialism because that's what socialism advocates for democracy within the workplace, which then means that you get to elect who your managers and your leaders are going to be in the workplace. And you're just hiring, hiring, you're hiring within. So it's just like, it's just a long convoluted way of saying, we want companies to hire from within and not from the outside and not pick, like like how you mentioned earlier, uh, someone's third cousin best friend yeah. to be like in a power of authority who has no idea how the inner workings of the company or of that uh, workplace works. So... It uh, it, it it's just it's it's so insane how a reasonable concept like that is easily um hand waved away by others by other um uh it it sucks that it gets hand waved because yeah. th there's a boogeyman word that gets stuck to it so like the concept all of a sudden crumbles in the eyes of someone who would uh who would Think, look at it and be like, oh yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds like a good idea. And then all of a sudden, socialism. And it's like, no, 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 no. Never mind. It doesn't sound that good. <laughs> so that's what's funny to uh, me about being called. I, Evan Evan sent me a video the other day of Lula da Silva, the mm -hmm. president of uh, uh, Brazil. Brazil. He was on stage giving a speech, and he said, "They call us communists, and they think that's a bad thing." Uh, we are proud to be called communists. If they called us Nazis or right wing, we would be we would be sad. But they call us socialists and communists, and we're proud of that. Because it, we should be proud to be called socialists and communists. They fought. They have been fighting for democracy in the workplace for hundreds of years, and that's what we are fighting for today. We should be proud to be fighting for the same thing. I I, I totally agree. What about you, Jinjin? Seeing as you are from both worlds and you get, you're experiencing American society, what's a thing that you've seen, even in the school systems, because even in the school systems, there's probably something that you saw that you're like, that's kind of authoritarian to me, but everyone uh, everyone else is just cool with it or is okay with it. Like, what is something that you've seen that you think is authoritarian that we do in our daily lives? Mm-hmm. So I think like any, so like for me, I think, so anytime when we are not allowed to question things, that's totally kind of authoritarian to me. What, um, what, what exactly do you mean question things? Like, what are you referring to? Um, for example, um, 
government like has some policy, and like if we cannot, if we're not allowed to discuss whether that policy is legit or not, is good or not, that's authoritarian to me.、Mm. I think, I think, I think with that with that in mind, I think you then agree that like the the rent the renting law or bill that was passed in Florida, you'd probably think is authoritarian because、it、a、is. lot of the it yeah, is yeah <laughs> just immediately <laughs> it is yeah yeah it, it, yeah. it, it absolutely is and I I would agree too because like that's so messed up that the renters didn't really have a voice in saying whether or not. They wanted to get rid of rent control prices, or also、um, if if they wanted renting.、Um, or so what they passed in Florida was a security deposit payment plan that's monthly. So you know, in 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 a lot of renting situations, what landlords ask for is the first first month's rent and the last and the last month's rent, and that counts as like the security deposit. Of um, of the, of of the of what of what you're renting. Other times it's first month, last month, and a security deposit.、Mm-hmm. That's like, that's that's also a thing. But what they did in Florida was they said, okay, look, a lot of we get it. A lot of people can't just pay、uh, first month and last month's rent as a security deposit because no one has like four grand or three grand to just pay off. Immediately, so that way they can get a place to live. So we're gonna allow you to. We're we're gonna put a, a plan where you guys can pay the security deposit off in a, in a monthly、uh, form format. So basically, every month you pay towards the security deposit. The messed up part is that they the payment plan. If you go, if you take the payment format or monthly format, you can't. You don't get a refund on that. Uh, security deposit. So, like, usually you get a you get your refund at the end of your lease or at the end of the contract. But if you're paying it off monthly, you don't get a refund, which is which is the whole point of security deposit. Is just you're paying it so that、um, any damages to the、um, to the unit is paid off. But they they said no,、nah, it's non refundable, and there's no cap on the amount of fees that. That people can put for those monthly payments, so like they could add an extra fee on there that says, "Oh, we need this fee on top of this fee for the security deposit," and there's no cap to them doing it. Like they,、uh, they can force a person to continuously pay that、um, fee with no limit, and it's it's、um, it's a really messed up bill, and I I totally agree that it would it's 100% authoritarian.、Um, and the point is. Yes, these there are things around the world that are authoritarian, and we are we should try to fix them by making everything more democratic.、Uh, yeah, like we're we're not just saying that that it's that they are authoritarian, and there's no way to fix them because there is. It's democracy is the way to fix them.、Mm. That's right. And、um, well, I, I, oh, I, go ahead. I would I would just like to say this that. I don't know if I completely answered my, or finished what I was saying, or got distracted. But in order to to discern, there's a difference between authoritarianism and authority. Okay.、Mm-hmm. In every, like I said, the cosmos looks like it's chaos and pandemonium out there, but it's orderly. And here on this planet, we've got what four billion people, five billion people. There has actually, to be some way to.、What? It's actually around seven. It's actually around seven billion、okay. right now. Holy Thank、God. you.、Uh, in order to in order to maintain some semblance of order, we have to have some rules, and most of the time we like to think of it that we could rule ourselves, just by you know custom and tradition and and civility, you know. Personal human restraint, but there comes times when you have to do some major work, heavy lifting, and there has to be some way to bring it all to order. And in lieu of 
a, a government, say a parliament or a congress or uh, an assembly like China has, I, I forget what it's called, but um, there are things that are established like uh, Robert's Rules of Order. Um, Roberts was a was a military person back. I don't remember when, but it's it's a, it goes a ways back. But he created a set of policies that define how a meeting will be conducted, and that you know a person has the gavel. They are, you know, the chair, the moderator, and they direct the conversation through decorum and i think that decorum is not authoritarianism it's a way of working positively forward and don't mistake authoritarianism as anything good as individuals we we start off we think that we can control our own lives and you know we're, we're born into a family and the family is organized and we grow a little older and we think that we can be independent. We go out on our own and make a mess of our lives because we didn't adhere to these set rules of society that our, that our family, our parents, our, you know, siblings helped to create. And if you don't have some kind of order, then you do end up with total pandemonium and you end up with this, this horrible, mess that we've got right now and there there is a big difference between authoritarianism and and order and mm -hmm. orderly i guess that's that's what i gotta say mm -hmm. so so i think john just made a made a, a closing point like his closing point is that there exists a difference between the order and uh, authoritarianism. So my question then is: um, So is the is the order and the democracy two kinds of similarly opposite goals? Because democracy like emphasizes like, oh, what I want. So I want. So we wish everyone should be free and we get what we want. Order means like a higher level thing. That's the so every, yeah. You're asking if order and democracy are opposites, is what you're asking? Yeah. No, I would say no. They're not. You can have you can have order. Democracy is a way of organizing order, but there's there's also like totalitarian, which would be like one person making all the decisions ever. And then there are smaller, like, councils, like Soviets, workers' councils, which are technically, they're democratically elected, uh, and then they, they they make the choice after they were elected. So it's kind of like how the, how the um, sort of how our government in the U.S. works, except it's, mm -hmm. the Soviet is better than that. But yeah, yeah, so uh, it's, it's. You can do it differently. There's many different ways. Uh, so authority is not uh, opposite of democracy. No, mm -hmm. it's it's just a different. Uh, it's just it's a different. It's yeah, it's different. They're different. You can have authority I, and democracy at the same time. I, I would also say that the other the other thing exists as well. I feel like. Um, for a lot of the concepts that we're talking about, there is an actual like two types for each one, because um, Boomer Dad was right about that. Uh, there can be a messy democracy, a, mm -hmm. a democracy that's just pandemonium stuff that can exist. But there's also the one that Jared mentioned, which is a ordered democracy, a democracy that isn't chaotic and is actually bringing order instead. And I feel like that would be the same thing for um, authoritarianism. Although, although we, um, for the most part in our history, it's um, it's been shown that authoritarianism, for the most part, is bad. 
but the I, um also when I was in school, one of my history teachers that uh that I re- that I really enjoyed listening to did give one point, which was like a hot take, right? He said a monarchy is the best form of government uh, for humanity, and <laughs> this this now nah, listen listen. So the the reason he says that is is that if if it wasn't for the fact that um, corruption and greed was a thing that exists in our world, a king would absolutely be the best form of a of a government because a king does not need to discuss with a bunch of other people what is good for the people and what is bad for the people. If 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 the people were to tell him this is what we need to be good, he could just snap his fingers and be like, alright, the people have spoken, time to implement this, and there'd be no one to argue with him versus, like, the the uh, bureaucracy that we have to deal with where, like, it has to be, you know, people have to put propose a bill, and then people discuss, oh, well, what parts of the bill do we like? Can this bill even work? How can we implement this bill into our society? And then it gets voted on, and then and then it goes on to the next step, and so on, and it goes up this ladder of seeing how will um, will uh, will this bill make it to the top, where it eventually gets ratified as a as a law into society, and that is a long process that we've seen. It takes a long time to do that to ratify laws and everything because they're always being discussed, and the, the they're always being uh, the. the uh, ramifications of that law is always being discussed by people who you know analyze arguments and all that and and the he says if 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 we lived in a society that didn't suffer from greed and corruption and all the other bad things that that humanity suffers from then yeah a monarchy would be a perf- the perfect form of government for humans because humans can then just tell the king hey we want this because this would make our lives better and the king could just be like okay you got you guys want that snap snap my finger it's done time to make it better and um that's 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 what i that's what i really liked about him it's just he he definitely um especially as someone who was a historian it it's definitely um yeah. cool to see through a historian's eyes hey look this is what would have worked if it wasn't for the fact that there's other history that shows this um not working yeah well, I could say so, that about many things, but yeah, no, dude, yeah. I, uh, Zhen to answer your point, the opposite of authoritarianism is anarchism, uh, which is about, it's all about having your own freedom and, uh, no one above anyone else and everyone is equal and gets, yeah. gets a vote. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think democracy is in between, right? But 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 like like from our discussions, it seems to me that like democracy usually means chaos. Is that so? Like, it, it, are, are there any like examples of like other democracy, democrat or democratic systems? Are there examples of democratic systems that are ordered? Yeah, Amer- America, although it's it's like a sham democracy. Um, mm-hmm. I. I I uh before you continue Jared I just want to point something real quick before um cuz I I know uh Jinjin when we say when he says that you you may think oh well we're we're talking about how America's chaotic and like society's all mission mash the 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 part that he's talking about that's orderly is that we all have a voting system that that works just fine like we can all come together vote for our leaders even if the leaders that we're voting for are going against our best self interest the people that are voting for these people are um, doing so in a way where their voice is being heard, as in, mm-hmm. as in they're voting, and they're and the leaders that are getting the most votes are getting elected. There is no fighting. There is no, um, oh well, this uh, this guy, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have my own militia and take take his power away. Now nah, we we have like a peaceful transfer of power. I mean, Trump was just like a an outlier. Like that's that's. That, that was like the worst thing that could have happened so far. But for the most part, most elections, it's just a peaceful transfer of power. And the voting system seems to be working just as as intended. Yeah. Uh, there are... Uh, 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 wow, Brazil just elected a new president through their democracy that they have. 
there's there's many different democratic systems that work very well. Cuba has a very awesome and robust democratic system where the children of the communist party actually stand at the election, like where you drop off your little uh, pamphlet that you fill out. They stand right next to the ballot box as you drop it in and they're like, thank you for voting. And then you walk away. Yeah. It's uh, Cuba has a really robust system of democracy. I thought, I thought even China was a democracy. I'm pretty sure you get to vote on stuff in China. Don't you? We do. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it works around the world. I don't know. Uh, it, it it sounds like it sounds it sounds like you you want to say something, Jenjin, that I really want to hear. What it sounds like you feel like democracy doesn't work as well from the way you're questioning it. What do you think would be a system that you think is like a system that you would want to be like, hey, you know what, this this sounds a little bit better than democracy or an improvement to democracy. I see. So. Uh... So I would say that I'm I'm actually an anarchist. Uh, yeah, you're you're an anarchist. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, <laughs> nice. all right guys. This, yeah. All right, well, just so you can get a taste of democracy, you anarchist. All right, I vote that we kick Jinjin off the show now. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Anarchists are the are the jam. No, dude. I, I say, love anarchists. I say, let's make Jen the chair. Yeah, make Jen, Jen, Jen chairman of the Boomer Dad Millennial Congress oh, you know podcast. What? Yeah, that's right. Let's do it the reverse way. Instead of kicking her out, we'll we'll put her into a position of power. Exactly. Instead. Yeah, get a taste of democracy. <laughs> oh my goodness! I like Jenjen is a leader. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's like I'm gonna give you what you don't want authority over me. All right. Thank you. Well, then that's, I guess that's all right. a wrap well, on that. Love you, Dad. We're all saying goodbye in the podcast. Just want to say, uh, hope you're feeling well, Evan, and uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you have a nice <laughs> nice day, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> you clown. <laughs> yeah. I have a nice day. Uh, we love you. <laughs>